0: something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes thing you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain.
1: It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone. Permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com
0: slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. Virginia is for eaters and drinkers, all kinds of eaters and drinkers, for oyster shuckers and slurpers, winery samplers or all-day wine drinkers, brewery hoppers and distillery sippers, for those who order grits and those who order cheese grits. We all know what the right way to order is for barbecue triers who turn into finger lickers and meat off the bone suckers. All right, all this talk of food is making me hungry. I gotta go get some mac and cheese. Like I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of food lovers. So come love it for yourself.
2: she tell her,
0: can you see what my future's going to be? Can you see it all in your crystal ball? Have you got a dream for me?
1: And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. And, of course, the UK High Definition Radio Network, Euro Definition High Definition Network, Star Cable, and right across the world on our radio stations, affiliated radio stations, and satellite providers. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at com on MSN Messenger. X-Zone radio TV at hotmail.com and our website www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Noreen Renier. We're going to be talking to Noreen about her new book. It's entitled "The Practical Psychic." Now, Noreen has often stated a, you know, a psychic detective should be called into an investigation as a last resort when traditional methods have been exhausted. She's known worldwide as a Psychic Investigator Explanation. And it's possible that Psychic Investigator, our guest this hour, Noreen Renier, has a key for reopening dead-end cases. She has an impressive track record that includes uncanny successes with unsolved homicides and missing persons. Perhaps psychic detective Noreen Renier can help members of law enforcement find new leads for their unsolved cases, which I'm sure she can. Her website is www.noreenrenier.com. That's N-O-R-E-E-N-R-E-N-I-E-R.com. And Noreen, welcome back to the One. It's great talking to you again.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Uh, you were more or less describing my book, A Mind for Murder. Uh, that is the book that tells about, ho- about my work uh, uh-huh. on homicides and missing persons. How I got involved, all of that. Uh, the book that I I have just finished uh, writing and it's just newly released is uh, m- more or less a how-to.
1: Right, um, but I I wanted the ExoNation to know your background on why you know like you y- you are one of the very few true bona fide psychic investigators out there.
2: Probably one of the oldest. I've yeah. been in this business for lo- so long now, right? All these youngsters. Uh, following or trying to follow in my footsteps. None of them have quite made it.
1: (laughs) Well, that's because there is only one Noreen Renier. (laughs) Tell me, Noreen, how did you get started uh, being a psychic investigator?
2: Uh, Well, uh, first of all, you have to go back in time. And if you go back uh, maybe 43, 44 years Mm -hmm. ago, uh, I was a young mother, uh, divorced. I had two uh, uh, children, uh, and I didn't believe in uh, psychics. I didn't believe in ESP. Uh, I felt it was all nonsense. But something happened to me, uh, and I started out to disprove this phenomena and just got caught up like in a web. Uh, So it really chose me uh, and dragged me... uh, uh, In a way that there was no turning back.
1: Let me ask you, is everyone listening around the world psychic? Do we all have psychic abilities?
2: It's like asking me if everyone in the whole world that's listening to us has intelligence. Mm. Yes. Some of us, our brain cells click, our neurons click differently than others. Right. We all use our, our intellectual mind in one way or the other. We're not equal, mm-hmm. the same as the psychic ability. We all have it. Or you might call it a hunch, a gut feeling. That's what my police call it. Uh, someone else might call it a writer. Might call it inspiration. Uh, intuition. There's all sorts of names. Right. In uh, mm-hmm. certainly different countries, that call what they call it, but it's coming from the same source. And that's the
1: mind. All right, Noreen, you and I have to take our commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exxon Nation, Noreen Renier is my special guest. And her website is www.noreenrenier.com. And we're going to be talking this hour about Noreen's new book, The Practical Psychic. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. Don't go away.
0: Fortune teller, can you see what my future is?
1: ExoNation, uh, Noreen Renier is my special guest to this hour, www.noreenrenier.com. And uh, this hour, we're talking about her newest book, and this lady is well-known, highly respected throughout law enforcement uh, agencies across the United States and Canada for the great work that she does. We're going to be talking this hour about um, the practical psychic. Now, have you ever had that feeling like you know something was going to happen? You probably brush it off as a coincidence but uh, you really possess unique psychic abilities and really learn to develop them. Noreen Reynier is my guest. And uh, Noreen, what was your inspiration for writing this book?
2: Uh, Actually, it was uh, the public. Uh, My fans, the people that contacted me, they all wanted me to teach them. And and of course I couldn't, Mm -hmm. so I thought the best way is to write a book to teach whoever wanted to learn more about the mind.
1: What is the hardest part about uh, developing your psychic abilities
2: is believing, uh, letting go, uh, the fear that you could be wrong, letting go that it's not real. Uh, just the focus, uh, uh of, of what you are doing or what you're seeing or what you're interpreting. I think the focus is what you need and the doubt and the fear has to be left behind.
1: When you're working on an investigation, like you've worked on over 600 uh, criminal cases, you worked on the Lacey Peterson case. When you're working with law enforcement agencies on what they consider to be dead-end cases, how do you see the information that that ultimately results in some kind of positive action and step forward and even prosecution in the cases?
2: I know what I can do, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it even amazes me. How I do it uh, that's left up to the scientist. I know that by touching the bloody glasses or the belt or something off of the victim at the time of his or her death, I can relive unfortunately the pain mm-hmm. uh, I can see uh lots of times it's the bad guy that the uh that the police uh artist is drawing that I can see uh, I hear, I become them. Uh, and then after their death, sometimes I can just be Noreen and like visit the scene and tell the police what I, what I see. Uh, so there's all sorts of ways we can use the mind, uh, in, on, uh, in that area. And, and my goal, my goal, my want, my wish, my dream, uh, is to, uh, create a special task force, uh, that the police have. We wouldn't call it psychic, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but to me, uh, you could n- doesn't have to be hundreds. It doesn't have to be lots. Just a few that are like on Amber Alerts. They could jump in and, and see more clearly to help uh, uh, cold cases. Police could learn uh, uh, to work on those areas. Uh, but that—that's what I, I'm hoping, wishing, uh, wanting.
1: Is there ever such a co- thing as a cold case when it comes to psychic investigations? Is the trail always accessible to to people who possess highly tuned psychic abilities like yourself?
2: We will always I I think the oldest case I had was uh, 40 years old, mm-hmm. and they gave me shotgun shells. I remember it was Texas, right? Uh, the things i could see because she had the reports and all she could verify i was getting the information the gun the the shotgun itself it was more difficult to find uh again we're not perfect and we couldn't follow the bad guy to where he put it maybe changed the gun or where he had it two or three times uh but you know it, not all cases are solvable hmm. uh but we still can see 40 years, you know, is, is, it doesn't really hurt at all time.
1: Out of the 600 cases plus that you've worked on over the years, do you have a favorite case?
2: I think the favorite case is always the one I'm working on. Uh, what surprises me is that how different, not only the detectives I'm working with, but the crime. The, let's say we're doing the homicide. Uh, it, it amazes me how many ways people can die. Hmm they can be killed. Uh, you know, it's, it's overwhelming uh, bad people's uh, imagination and intent and follow-through. It's scary. It, it, it's actually scary. Is, uh, go ahead. No,
1: no, go ahead, Dara. I'm sorry.
2: I, I, I sort of forgot. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, the case that you worked on that that you consider to be your favorite? Can you tell us a little bit about it without getting into the details that would identify yeah, identify anyone in the case? Okay, let me see. Let me see. Uh,
2: yes. Uh, let's see how I can explain it. Uh, I'm trying to see which one. Oh God, wait, they're all just running through my head. I can't. I can't pick a, a pick one. But I can do you. Uh, j- there's not a favor. This is crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, successful endings. Uh, half the time, I, I never know uh, what happened uh, with my clues, and if it. it well, do
1: do the members of law enforcement call you back up and say, uh, Noreen, the information that you that you supplied us with helped in the conviction of a case.
2: Sometimes the family, if they know I'm working on the case, will call me. Very them I would say maybe a one percent two percent will come back to me and tell me what happens because sometimes of course it is years it is years sometimes it's it's months uh, but more often than not it's years and either they forget or they don't care or uh, what and I'm sure it's not a bad reason uh, but they just never get back to me never it's usually the family that remembers so a very low low percentage.
1: Is there a difference on the way that you would work on, uh, let's say, a missing person case compared to a homicide case?
2: Oh, yes, absolutely, day and night. Um, A homicide case, there's things left behind. First of all, we have a victim's body. Uh, We have uh, things that were on the victim. Uh, we, the energy, the, uh, like a dog, if, if if we were having to get a scent for the dog, there's so much scent there, and that's what I'm picking up. Missing person, everything is missing with them, everything, and so if it was a crime or even if it wasn't a crime, uh, but they went off the bridge or something of that sort, it's it's all with them so it's a different technique it's sort of I always uh, try to think of how the remote viewers which mm-hmm. were military men that were trained by our government uh, to be psychic spies right and they had nothing to touch they didn't get the luxury of holding a blade ring or uh, you know whatever I, I'm I so th- somehow they were trained and I've, and I've done remote remote viewing and, and it's it can be very accurate Uh but they, they don't use anything. So that's how I have to sort of put my mindset into that. And I've learned how to do a clock. Uh, I, I can go as high as you want or as low as you want, 100 feet on the ground, 500 feet, and just tell you at all the different, uh, at 12, what I see at 12, uh, where I see the airport where I see, uh, uh, whatever I see, so that at least if you can find one area, you put the, the, pretend it's the airport, you put that at one o'clock, and everything still should be just the way I saw it. We just might have to change the circle, if that's making any sense to you.
1: Are you ever able to turn, tune into your own future and tell your own future events?
2: God, that would be really scary. (laughs) I try not to. (laughs) I try not to. If I wasn't a psychic, I wouldn't be going to a psychic. I believe more in controlling, in creating uh, the future, in positive Mm -hmm. thinking, in in having dreams, having goals. Uh, I believe in having wants and goals and uh, taking steps to making them uh, a reality. Is uh, much better uh, than visiting a psychic. <laughs> so, so,
1: what do you what do you think about these people who go to psychics time after time after time after time? It almost seems that some people develop a dependency with a psychic that that they that they favor. Do you agree with that kind of thing?
2: I, I do, and and but but let me let's go back. I I have gone to psychics before I was psychic, and there is a curiosity, there is a want, but to go back time mm. after time after time is not good. It's no way. Not good. Uh, I I think the curiosity, the wonder, we all want to see the future a little bit. We all want to know, and I think that is fine. But it's it's the ones that are uh, addicted uh, to knowing or thinking they're knowing the future.
1: Yeah, that, that to me has always seemed a little strange, where you actually depend on somebody else to to guide you when it's you yourself who is in control of your own destiny.
2: Absolutely. And, yeah. and then that person stops uh, remembering that they have control, yeah. and, and, and the other, the psychic or whoever they're going to, uh, becomes more, uh, more of a, uh, a necess- necessity in their life.
1: How does it affect you when you're in a grocery store, a shopping center, a mall, an airport, a train station, with all these different people thinking all these different thoughts? And there you are, Noreen Renier, a, a recognized, internationally acclaimed psychic. You know, does that boggle your mind? Do You get all this cross chatter, and how do you how do you stay focused on what you're there for?
2: Not all the time. Certain places, yes. Uh, I, I, like I can go into a mall, but mm-hmm. I can't stay there for a long time because there's so many smells, so many visual mm-hmm. uh, visualness going on, sounds. Uh, it just o- o- an overload. Uh, but for short periods of time, it, I, I, I can handle it. Uh, it's just that I have to have control over my mind and turn down the psychic volume as much as I can. You can't turn it off, but sometimes you're able to turn it down so you don't get as much coming in
1: all right you stay uh, put my dear friend you and i have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour great talking to you again but you already knew that because you're a psychic <laughs> noreen <laughs> renier is my very special guest exonation, nation www.noreenrenier.com. and uh, noreen and i will be back on the other side of this commercial break As we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, once again, if you'd like to find out more about Noreen Renier or her books, you can go on Amazon.com for any of her books or visit her website, www.noreenrenier.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We'll be back. Don't go away.
0: My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Bonza, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. Xen- this is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family.
1: Welcome back everyone. Noreen Rennie is my special guest and uh, we've had the pleasure of having Noreen on the show a number of times. Uh, She's a a welcomed member of the Exome Nation. Uh, She is definitely not your neighborhood psychic as you probably have guessed by now. She is internationally known and respected. Uh, She's a regular guest on Court TV and the only psychic to lecture at the FBI Academy in uh, Quantico, Virginia. She is definitely one of a kind. She tells the intriguing stories that she has worked on on how she started on the road from being a single mom to a singular psychic in her new book, A Mind for Murder. And now her newest book that we're talking about this hour is entitled Come on, Noreen. Should...
2: The Practical Psychic. Yay! <laughs> Yay! No nonsense book uh, to guide and help you develop your own natural, intuitive abilities.
1: Noreen, how long would it take someone who took your book seriously, sat down, and said, all right, I want to be a psychic?
2: Hmm. Uh, the only way, of course, I don't know the reader's speed or, oh. or uh, uh, ability uh, uh, to develop, but in my classrooms, I had a uh, eight-week... A class at the University of Virginia, I think uh, non-credit, uh, taught at several large colleges and university, a non-credited course. But in, in the six to eight weeks, everyone could do something. Some of them were wonderful yeah. aura readers. Others could uh, do telepathy. Some were better senders. Some were better receivers. Uh, some I remember one lady oh, uh, came up to me at the end of the class, everyone would have, had to uh, stand up and tell them, the rest of the uh, students who they were mm-hmm. because no one was allowed to tell any of the class members who they were, what they did, because the students were going to be reading each other in psychometry and other, other aspects of the, but they, they all could learn something. Uh, So yes, it, it, uh, six eight weeks. Uh, if they're really doing every chapter the way they're supposed to, like taking a class, a course.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So not, not that hard.
1: When you go to court and you and you testify.
2: No, I don't co- I testify in court. No, I should have enough evidence that the police can oh, have. Oh, I see. Can get evidence. Yes.
1: I see. Now, when you went and lectured at the FBI Academy.
2: Right. What
1: was the reaction of, of the members of the FBI as well as the cadets or the recruits?
2: All right. Now, you've got to remember this is 2011. Mm-hmm. Things that we accept as the more norm, uh, 40 years ago, 45 years ago, we didn't. So this was 45 years ago, and I wasn't, I'm not the only psychic, but at that time, I probably was the only psychic 45 years ago to lecture at the FBI Academy. Uh, But the first, they put me in a classroom, maybe 30 or 35 uh, uh, officers, and you've got to remember, they weren't all uh, all FBI or CIA, Uh, they were uh, a mixture, and uh, the uh, sheriffs, uh, and, and so it wasn't so, all, so,
1: So it was a combination of law enforcement officers. Uh,
2: right, right. Okay. And I always did demonstrations and they loved it. I would touch, uh, they would put objects in envelopes and I would mm-hmm. touch them and describe what they looked like, a body scar, things of that sort. So they could, for their own cell, I did, couldn't do all 30 at one time, but I could do, do that. And so they, uh, they really, they believed in me. The skeptics weren't as powerful or as organized in no. those days, uh, and and in those days I traveled, and and for the first five or six years, no one knew what I was doing. I mean, I, just the police and I, the family. I never had uh, the family wasn't uh, a part of you know hiring me to work on a, a unsolved case. Always the police first five years, and I didn't think. Uh, you know, I, I, I charged them about nothing, uh, and then I learned how to do it over the phone instead of traveling, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I was well-respected uh, from the beginning. There was always be that one or two, but the majority of, of the officers that I worked with, they were open-minded enough to say, okay, let's give this a try.
1: Well, that's great. Let me ask you something here. Do you consider your gift, uh, your, your ability as a gift or as a burden?
2: Oh, it's neither. Uh, I don't think it's a gift. I think we all have mm-hmm. this. I, I mean, all of our abilities are gifts. Uh, all of our abilities: our singing, our writing, our our music, our everything. Uh, no, uh, I, I don't feel special. I just think I worked very hard. I recognized uh, a talent, mm-hmm. uh, uh, energy at a certain point, and just worked very hard to define it. And defining it was knowing what the police needed from me what? so uh, unwillingly unknowingly uh, the police taught me so much we, we need to know this we need to know this uh, not a bird in a mm. bird cage or three white clouds you know they had to know specifics
1: right um, in your opinion what is the hardest part of, of being someone like yourself with the abilities that you have
2: you know, I'm such an accepting person. Mm-hmm. I've always accepted that I have this color eyes right. and this color hair. I'm, never ch- uh, I'm just accepting what I have and who I am. There's so many qualities I have that, that I wish I had someone else's, but I'm accepting of my own self. I don't think anything I have is that good or that bad.
1: Have you ever been out with your family and and you look at someone and you can see something in their future and you just want to go over and tell them?
2: Nope. No. I'm very selfish. I can shut it down when I'm out with my family. That's where my attention is going to be. Nope. I can turn turn the psychic down. All right. Well, let me ask you this.
1: As a. A psychic, and I mean a real psychic, not one of these woo-woo people that we hear about and we've had on this show who are psychic in their own mind and they end up on the Exxon Order of Woo-Woo's website. How did your being a psychic affect your kids growing up? Like, how would they get away with anything with you?
2: Well, I... They were lucky I didn't (laughs) develop my ability until they were like a senior uh, in in, in, uh, uh, high school, and Uh they were both going away for college. But we did have a party, and I did do a psychic thing. Uh, We did a – it's called uh, – I forgot what it's even called, but lifting people into the air with your fingertips. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, I, I, just my brain can't get it. Uh, and after that, the kids said, my my children, two girls said, don't you ever do that again. We don't want our <laughs> friends to know you're a psychic. So I had to be very low-keyed about what I did. Uh, and, and thank God, the you know, one was uh, already in college, the mm. other one was, was on her way. So that that helped them.
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, I guess your, your husband can't pull the wool over your eyes, can he?
2: Well, I don't have one at this point. I had a few in the past. <laughs> but I wasn't psychic <laughs> until the last one. I did. I did. Did It really sort of, hmm. I can't. It's sort of X-rated stuff. I can't talk oh. about that.
1: Oh, we'll have to talk about that during the next commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Noreen, September 21st. I, I'm sorry, September uh, 11, 20, uh, 2001, the, the attack on America. Did you have any inclination that morning that something was going to happen, but you just had no idea what it was?
2: I, I wish I could say I did. I didn't. No. I didn't. You see, I, that, you I, see that's I, why
1: I respect you. I gave yeah. you the opportunity to pull my chain, and you didn't. You were very honest. And I, that's one of the one of the things I love about you, is if you didn't, you say, no, I I, I wish I could, but I didn't. So I appreciate that. <laughs>
2: Thank you. I'll give you extra hug,
1: Okay. Oh, all right.
2: So,
1: so why is it then, and I'm, I'm, I'm being serious now, that that major events that change the world sometimes are not picked up by, by
2: psychics. Uh, well, again, it depends on the individuals. Remember how I can turn it down, yeah. and then if I'm working, I, I turn it up. But it's, I'm really. In, in a small bubble.
1: I see. So you're now, focusing on Now, if somebody
2: had asked me, mm-hmm. now, I've seen future events. Uh, I predicted Reagan's attempted assassination yes, did, yeah. uh, in front of the FBI uh, class in, mm-hmm. in the room. Uh, if you asked me the question, I would, have, I, I would have told you what I've seen. But if you don't ask me, I just, my antenna is focused on other areas. All does right, that le- make sense?
1: Sure does. So let me ask you this question. Do you see any further terrorist attacks
2: oh, wow. in America? Okay. Okay, this is two thousand and eleven we're talking about. Yeah. We're gonna have a instead of a boom boom, there might be a little bang bang thing, but nothing uh of of any significance at I and I'm scanning yeah. the next four to six months. Yeah. Uh, there's gonna be some but I feel more like a bang bang than a uh, explosion, big big. I feel something smaller, but something. I do
1: feel it. Well, you know what? I, I, I tend to agree with you because I know how hard law enforcement work and Homeland Security working with the other agencies within the United States and, of course, the the, the agencies outside of the U.S., including our, our CSIS here in Canada and our RCMP, they're working together. And I think this is what makes this world tick today, whether it's in the psychic community, whether it's in government, law enforcement, is working together and, and cooperating Because I I, I have no psychic abilities whatsoever, but I can see a change happening with people. People are opening up. They're more open to what maybe would have been called weird going back 15, 20 years ago when it comes to new age. And, you know, you talk about now about uh, the galactic alignment and. People, there there's my there's minority group of people who are talking about december the 21st 2012 as being a total cataclysmic event and but the majority are saying if anything happens it's it's going to be good why does any change have to be bad change is good uh,
2: that's it. it's uh, there's a reason and so often at that time or right after that time we don't understand mm-hmm. it's down the road when we look back and go aha yeah that's why we had to I, this is why, yes, yes, yes. yes. You see, I, I look at, I I, at, it, I, at,
1: it, I look it, at yes. this time of our in our in our evolution as as a species that we are caterpillars that have built a cocoon around us, and ah. we are now getting ready to come out of the cocoon. There's a more a metamorphosis happening within spirituality within the human psyche.
2: And we're going well, to even be science is, is understanding yeah. uh, healing and self-healing exactly. but the placebos I mm-hmm. mean that that's such a a powerful way of showing that look we can't heal ourselves yeah you're, you were taking something that could do nothing for you, and your body is getting better, or whatever. You know, not everyone. Mind. But the mind, the mind, the mind. We're, we're growing. It's slowly and painful because it's scary. Uh, they need control over the masses, so you know a lot of a lot of areas don't want to encompass this this uh, phenomenon too too much.
1: Well, of course, and you know when people realize that mind over matter can create health, wealth, and prosperity, a lot of people on the outside are going to start losing a lot of money. Pharmaceutical companies are going to start losing money because people will realize, hey, they can heal themselves. That's
2: right. And so often it's all the drugs, the combination of drugs that make us older people. I mean, I take very few, the very minimum, very minimum. My mother, who died at 92, I think took her her aspirin and -hmm. I think one of the medication and that was it.
1: Well, I'll tell you something. I used to love drinking carrot juice. My wife bought us a a, uh, a carrot, uh, a, juicer, a juicer machine. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would take 10 pounds of carrots, and I'd throw in some apples, and I'd make this concoction. And, and it was so good, and I'd drink that until my skin started taking on an orange tint, and then I realized.
2: <laughs> my sister did this.
1: Yeah. I should have done it around Halloween. I could have gone out as a oh, great pumpkin. Yeah.
2: Friday. My sister loved... Uh, I I didn't see... She loved the carrot juice. Mm. And her skin started turning orangey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that wild? It's that, wild. It's but
1: I'll tell you something. I felt a lot better drinking all the natural juices. You know, you'd take carrots. You'd add some uh, some celery. You'd add some apples. Like apple and carrot, people, you have to try it. It is healthy. It is delicious, but... Take it from me, just don't drink too much carrot juice. <laughs>
2: right, not every day. Right, right, right.
1: Okay. Noreen, you and I have to take our final break. It's always great talking to you. Um, Noreen Renier is our special guest explanation. Her website is www. That's www. n o r e e n r e n i e r. dot That's www. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we do our wrap-up for tonight here in the Exxon with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Whatever you do, do not go away because Noreen is watching. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, First of all, I'd like to thank our guest of this hour, Noreen Renier, for joining us. It's always a great pleasure talking to her. And thank all our other guests who took time out of their days to be with us tonight here on the X-Zone. To our radio stations around the world, satellite providers, cable providers, and our Internet networks, thank you, guys. Thanks to you, the members of the X-Zone Nation, 20 years doing this show. Thank you very much. Noreen Renier's website is www.noreenrenier.com. and uh, Noreen I'd like to finish off with you if you don't mind about the mind and and the the unknown power that the mind possesses we were we briefly talked about uh, the placebo effect mind over matter and and i understand science says we're not even using 10% of our of our the ability of our mind what do you see the power of the mind being as we learn to uh use what god has given us
2: yes and uh, yes and use more yes yes uh, I feel like uh, even the babies, the children, mm-hmm. will we will encourage them to use this ability in in different ways. Uh, and I feel t- uh, definitely teaching the children uh, like telepathy, yes. like sending them a picture of a horse or mm-hmm. uh, a, a bird or something of like that. Uh, so, someone, I have a caller ID and it keeps po- up, popping Peter? in my ear. But I think it's unlimited. Uh, 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 of the mind is depending upon the individual and their imagination, and, w- and imagination is what creates uh, our future, mm-hmm. uh, not only technology, but medicine, all, all, all a- aspects of the mind, uh, uh, it, it, I believe the imagination and, and the use in, uh, of it and believing in it. But I think we have to believe m- more in ourselves and right. in our own uh, self. Yep, I believe uh,
1: we have so some much to look forward to in the future that the future is there for each and every one of us to participate in to grow with and to share love and harmony
2: well, well said. i'm so sorry i've been uh this beeping on my phone in my ear uh, has distracted me i'm so
1: sorry don't worry about it listen we've run out of time for tonight noreen we're going to have to have you back on in the very near future let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and where they can get your books
2: uh, well, the book should be on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my website, uh, which you've so nicely uh, told them a few times, is just my name, Noreen Renier, with a few W's in front of it, and a dot .com.
1: All right, Noreen, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, once again, keep up the great work, and uh, um, we we'll look forward to speaking you. to you again in the future. Bye. Take care, hon. Bye-bye now. Noreen Renier www.noreenrenier.com, N-O-R-E-E-N-R-E-N-I-E-R.com, and her books are available on Amazon.com. Well, that's it for tonight, Exxon Nation. We'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. As always, if you can help somebody out with a little bit of extra change, an extra can of soup at, to, the, you know, to the food bank or some clothes to the Salvation Army or other places that help the needy, please do, because what goes wrong comes around, and you'll feel great. So until tomorrow night, always, always, Exxon Nation, remember to keep your eyes
0: to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad.